0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chaos Cast, the Chaos Community Podcast, where we share use cases and experiences with measuring open source community health, elevating conversations about metrics, analytics, and software from the community health analytics, open source software, or for short, Chaos Project, to wherever you like to listen. Welcome to this episode. I'm really excited for this episode. My name is Vania. I am your host. And this is going to be an episode about something that's been literal months in the making. It's also going to be part one of two. And this episode is going to be about Google Summer of Code. Chaos has been participating in Google of Summer Code for quite some time. And we're actually going to, in this series, interview all of the wonderful participants for Google Summer of Code, what their projects were, what their experiences were, and where they're going from here. So I'm very excited to introduce our panelists today. But before we do, I do have a co-host here as well. If you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, Dylan.
1: Hello, my name is Dylan Marcy. I am the mentor for the social currency metrics system project that we had going to build that Ria did in Grimoire Lab and was a really fun and absolutely encouraging project and it was something that I was incredibly proud to take part in and help just help out with do my part in. And I'm incredibly excited to hear about Rhea's experience with her project. And then Venny's experience with his project, separate one, but still excited about it. And overall, just this retrospective on Google Summer of Code is something that is something that we have put literally months of our lives into and the ability to kind of do this little victory lap is absolutely fantastic. And I believe this is actually part two, part one went out 25th. So this one should be the, the wrap-up to this series here. So I am very excited to be part of this episode. Thank you for having me. And now, if you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit kind of about your project here, just give everyone listening a bit of a background on what you're doing.
2: Hello, everyone. I am Ria Gupta. I am an undergraduate junior at IIIT Delhi. It's in India. And uh, I have been a Google Summer of Code student this summer for chaos. My interest includes working on projects that have an impact audience. I'm very enthusiastic and about inclusion of women in the STEM careers. It has been an amazing journey with chaos and thanks a lot chaos for giving me an amazing experience in these four months.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for all of the work that you've put forward. And I'm sure I agree with everyone listening to the podcast. I'm very, very excited to hear what you've been doing. And also you Venu, can you introduce yourself and uh, kind of talk a little bit about how you got into chaos?
3: Hi, I'm Denu, a CSE graduate from Amrita Vishal, Vidyapeetham, become I'm also a member of AMPOS, the open source club of Amrita. I've been contributing to remote lab project and have been conducting student outreach programs along with chaos. And I'm almost in touch with chaos community for more than a year. I mostly work with uh, Python, Django, and ELK stack. I like to travel and cook. So, regarding the experience with Chaos, I started my contributions almost a year back during the GSOC 19 program. But then I was not selected, but I didn't lose my spirit. I continued contributing to the Moodle Lab and be in touch with Chaos community. That's how I stayed with the community.
1: All right. Wonderful. Well, uh, From uh, everything I have heard, it paid off and you did incredible work. So we're all thankful for you for sticking around and continuing to pitch in here.
0: Absolutely. But first, as we kind of jump into the podcast proper here, I am very, very curious to know, before Google Summer of Code happened, how did you find your project? What was it like applying for Google Summer of Code?
2: So I'd say the process of applying and finding organizations is usually really tedious because there are tons of organizations and projects and every project is has, has a completely different aspect, completely different use case. So the reason why social currency metric system and chaos attracted me so much was because of its impact audience. Because the way I read the social currency metric system, the one thing which I really got attracted into was that it said that if we implement social currency metric system, it will affect people to, you know, manage and understand their community in a better way. So that was one thing that I really, really liked about the project and that actually got me interested into this project.
1: And I've just got to brag real quick. We got a few different applications, he and I did, but Ria's was like the only one that understood that aspect of what we were going for. And that's the big reason why we elected to ask that Rhea kind of spearhead this project is her understanding and passion for kind of those end users there. So that's something that, that I wanted to point out real quick, just because obviously a lot of the work that that you put into just this project was, it was very much a passion project for you. And that's something that absolutely deserves to be emphasized, that you had as much skin in the game as, as we did and how much that, that meant to us and how good the project ended up turning out because of it. Yeah. So
3: my story started almost two years back. So we were in a hackathon and we were developing a product, which is called Gitlet. So the idea of Gitlet was recommending projects to students. So back at that time, we had to do a system where we need to rank all the projects and then suggesting them to open source contributors. So we were able to come up with a small system of ranking this project. When I was searching around Grimor Lab ideas, one particular idea which reflected me to that backstory is the idea related to quality models. So that's how I thought, you know, I just jump into this idea and then learn more about it. That's how I started with this
0: idea. Wonderful. Yeah, it sounds like this is absolutely passionate for the both of you. And I got to say, I really, really love the idea that you've got skin in the game in this for quite some time. So I'm sure that all of our listeners are itching to hear What exactly was your project? What were you doing for Google Summer of Code? And I guess we'll start with you, Venom. So, Grimoire Lab is a powerful open-source platform that provides support for
3: monitoring and in-depth analysis of software projects. Despite the large set of dashboards available in Grimoire Lab, comparing projects between each other is not straightforward since it requires a lot of navigating and drilling down the data in different dashboards. Whereas on the other side, Prosort is a web application that empowers decision makers with the means to create and manage their own quality models, which are useful means to evaluate and compare software projects. So this idea, this project idea is about supporting the definition of quality models using Grimoire Lab data and Prasol. So the main aim of the project is to design an approach to shape the Grimoire Lab data in a format that can be easily consumed by Prasod and implement it on a few data sources like GitHub uh, to, to obtain a simple quality model and to show the whole system how it works.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a really fascinating project. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to dig into that, but Ria, what about your project? What was your project about for KS?
2: So I worked on social currency metric system. It's a system to measure the social currency of open source communities. So a social currency is a measure of social parameters like trust, transparency, consistency, utility, merit within the community. And measuring social currency helps community leaders to you know, understand their community in a reliable manner. So as we all know that open source projects, are mostly based on collaborative efforts. You know, there are multiple contributors who try to improve the source code. So in these scenarios, it's very, very important to understand what the community thinks. And we need to weigh all those community opinions while making community decisions. So social currency metric system is a system which relies on collecting and processing daily community interactions, which happen on mailing lists, comments, GitHub comments, issue trackers, tweets, or any other public forums. So after collecting and processing this data, we visualize this data into a dashboard. So with the help of this dashboard, we can easily analyze trends and make informed decisions regarding open source project health.
0: Wonderful. Both really, really good projects. So I'm curious to know how the projects kind of started. Can you kind of tell us a story? What were your experiences in Google Summer of Code like? Because as I understand it, it started in phases where there was like this community onboarding period and then coding period one, et cetera. So how did those projects kind of mesh? What were your experiences as you went through? Well, My experience with working on the project was really great.
3: The project needed some initial design of the whole system and its implementation. Basically, the project is a bridge between Prasad and remote lab. So there are two existing systems I want to build a bridge between them. So it's basically, you need to understand how the remodel lab works, and then you need to understand how the works. And then you need to think of uh, initial design of the whole system, and then, you know, put it on implementation and see how that implementation works. The project mentors of my project were Valerio, David, Anilba, and Mr. They were really helpful right from the application period in reviewing my application, my work, and suggesting improvements to my work. So I had a great time working with them and looking at the project in the end at the end.
2: So this was my first time in Google Summer of Code and contributing to open source. So initially I had no idea about social currencies theories and on what basis was social currency built. Yeah, all thanks to Vinya and Dylan for conducting about five to six weeks of training and they explained all the what's and why's of the project. All the hows were handled by Valerio. He gave excellent technical assistance. So in this project, I really learned about how we need to document the code, how we need to increase code quality and numerous other things. So I had four mentors and all of them. I am glad that we had an amazing time together. So we had Dylan, Samantha, Georg and Valerio with us as mentors. So it was really a great time having to contribute to open source and build a system which is actually working. So it feels really nice to see that this project has achieved something.
1: Now, victory, laps and everything aside, so it sounds like you guys are working within some similar systems here. Was there any point at which your, your two projects kind of overlapped and you ended up either working in approximately the same area or with each other more directly?
3: Basically, our two projects are like the idea is the two projects uh, doesn't come to any intersection, it's very different. But end of the day, it's this integration with Grimoire Lab. So the main component in which we both work together is Grimoire Lab ENK. So it basically converts the raw data and enriches it and, and so that you know, we can show it on dashboards. So that would be the main intersection point of our two projects.
0: Wonderful, yeah. Having you both in the community and both kind of concurrently emailing all about like the changes happening in Grimoire Lab was kind of exciting on my end. I really enjoyed kind of watching the mailing list where all the blogs and all the content and for people listening, those will also be in the show notes, their blogs and their reports and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend going online and giving it a quick look. Definitely worthwhile.
1: As a layman, the technical aspects of most of this kind of are a little bit over my head just because I don't necessarily have the same background as especially a lot of the students. But yeah, no, that collaborative effort and an aspect to this project, it's a lot of fun to track looking kind of through the old messages and everything, seeing the the interplay here, I think as much as mentorship, seeing the ability for the mentees, students, whatever you want to call them, the opportunity for them to collaborate to bring these projects kind of to fruition. That was probably my favorite part of the whole process.
0: Absolutely, I agree. But I must admit, I must confess, I also really, really want to hear about the difficulties in your projects, the trials and the tribulations and the hurdles. So what were the most difficult parts of each of your respective projects?
2: So I think that, you know, we started off a little lower and you know uh, we started off with community bonding period where we learned a lot of stuff we interacted with the mentors and it was a pretty easy way to go through the community bonding period and as in one we went through the coding periods it became a little difficult to catch up with all the weekly emails and weekly blogs that we have to write so it became a little bit challenging at times to you know have uh, meeting notes have blogs have weekly updates So those synchronization techniques became a little bit hard sometimes, but then these were all the fun things that were that happened and glad that we all did it perfectly. So after two months of the project, we came to a standpoint where we actually analyzed the project and we saw that how it can be led forward in the in the next one month. So we had ideas like we can automate the entire system. We had an idea to implement a case study. We had uh, another idea to have a UI system, which is something like we can have a graphical user interface and pull out data and, and do the entire social currency metric system via the UI and not have to go through the backend. So there were numerous ideas that we came up with and selecting at that point was really nice because we actually found out that, okay, this is what we've done in the project. And this is what seems feasible and promising. So that's what we did. And... This sounds great. So I think there were many roadblocks that came in between, but with the guidance of amazing mentors, I think we all cleared everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If I remember correctly, when we were kind of mid-project, it was just very, very difficult to figure out exactly where we were going to pivot because it seemed like we had the basis set and there were just so many things that needed to be the next step. And choosing that next step and making sure that it was feasible in the last portion of the month was, it was hard to actually make that choice.
3: Also adding to Ria's point, what she said, keeping up the blogs, all the GSOC tracker and all the meeting, meeting logs, those emails, blogs, everything. It was a little bit difficult task, but in the end, looking at all of those blog posts and then all the meeting logs it gives us a great feeling that you know we have made so much effort to work on this project, and this is the end result. So it was it was actually pretty amazing. And whenever there is a technical difficulty, or we are lacking at a point, or we are not here at a point, the mentors would always be ready to save us. They would provide either provide an alternate to the problem, or or maybe a small hack or trick to overcome it.
0: Yeah, I could definitely imagine it being really, really difficult to kind of keep up, not just with building code or delivering on all of those objectives, but also now having to communicate with and launch it all, which is just such an important thing to manage, especially in open source, where documentation has to be available for complete strangers to jump in on. All right. Well, thank you so much for describing a lot about your project. But I would really like to know, I'm very interested, how do you feel about the end results? Where are each of your projects right now?
3: So my project, there is
0: still a little bit of
3: work pending with respect to documentation and with respect to writing tests. There is a little bit of work pending and I'm looking forward to complete it when I when I get some time, when I get some free time. And also there might be an extension to this project. It's actually a POC right now, proof of concept right now, but this can be worked and extended uh, to a larger point, which can actually become another project idea, which might go for uh, into the next JSON. So I would be glad to work on it sometime later and then continue contributing to the lab and provide one more idea to the next season.
0: Juicy, juicy. Do you feel comfortable telling us what that idea might be or?
3: Yeah, so one such idea was in the project, we basically compare individual projects with these metrics and thresholds. So when it comes to Grimoire Lab, there are several projects such as Grimoire Lab, Percival Grimoire Lab, ELK Grimoire Lab, Sorting Hat, et cetera. And when it comes to Augur, there are several projects, like Augur, Augur Reports, Augur SPDX, et cetera. So what we are trying to do is the right now, the comparison is between two projects. But at a later stage, we can group these projects into different organizations or maybe groups itself. And then say like all these Grimoire Lab projects are grouped into a category called Grimoire Lab. And all the Augur projects are categorized into Augur. And maybe an analysis or a comparison between Grimoire Lab and organ respectively can be done. So this is one such idea, but this needs to be clarity, make it more clear and detailed. And then it would be better as a future project idea.
2: Yeah, that seems really nice because, you know, it's very important to keep the legacy forward and include new ideas in the next, for the next Google Summer of Code. The idea looks promising. Let's see if we can take it to the next GSOC also.
0: Absolutely. And what about you, Ria?
2: So social currency metric system, I think it still has a lot of additions which can be made and it can be taken to a uh, completely new level. So the features that we have in mind to be taken up forward, some of the features, like we were thinking about importing data, n- importing uh, newly generated data. So this includes basically, for example, if we have a new week ahead, so we'll be importing all the week's data and removing all the tagged data to a database. So this will ensure that we don't cross the limits of a Google Sheet. And apart from that, we're having chaos biweekly meetings where we are thinking about prospects of converting SCMS into a program rather than a metric. And we are basically thinking about it because SCMS involves a lot of steps and it's not just a metric. So we were thinking about those possibilities and we're also thinking about the prospects of automating the tagging part. So, we're all set to go ahead and let's see that how we can increase the reach of CMS.
1: I wanted to take a moment to recognize the incredible work ethic of both VINU and Rhea. Not only were all of their pain points about the projects something that, you know, learned something from and something that, like, yes, I understand in retrospect, pain points are a little less painful than they are when they're happening. But to still be able to look at them retroactively as learning experiences and not just pains in, in general is blew my mind. And then hearing them say, oh, yeah, the projects were wonderful. We're looking forward to adding to them even more. That's not something that I've seen very much. Like in people doing projects, generally, it's project started, you accomplish your goal, project end. It, this unique kind of work ethic that I see across a lot of just open source projects is something that is absolutely blowing my mind and is typified by these two projects and the people that made them come to life. And I just, I wanted to take a, a minute or two to sing both of your praises from the mountaintops here.
2: I think it has only been possible because of the guidance <laughs> uh, of all the mentors and the entire supportive chaos community that has uh, you know, been there for all of us. So cheers to the entire chaos community.
0: Yeah, and you actually shared a mentor between the two of you and Valerio as well, right? So we should probably recognize that as well. Good job, Valerio.
3: Yeah, Valerio was actually an important pillar of both our projects because he was more of a technical mentor for both the projects. So whenever we had any doubt, we used to just go to Valerio and then we used to talk with him and then meet him and then set it right.
2: Yeah, like I remember how much we used to disturb him. Any even small roadblock, we used to irritate him and ask him questions about how can it be solved? How can, is there another way to do that? So it's been really tiring for Valerio, I think, because dealing with so many questions per day. So, but hats off.
0: Absolutely. I think it was an absolutely amazing experience and kind of taking time to speak as a mentor on my end. I just, I cannot say how much I appreciated the consistency, the work, the development, and the level of the product experience. So thank you so much. It was absolutely wonderful. But kind of moving forward from here, I'm curious to know the projects are moving forward and everyone in all of those project information is going to be available in the show notes to those who are listening. But what's next for the two of you? What else are you kind of moving forward to now that Google Summer of Code is more or less concluded?
2: So currently, I'm doing my third year. I'm just covering up my university classes and I'll be keeping the contribution regular in the chaos community. So I hope that we keep up the project life and we keep on making contributions and increasing the project usability and automation, everything. We can increase the project's reach. So other than that, I think apart from when the GSOC was over, I think we've got some free time on our hands and I started reading again. So that was one thing. And other than that, I think uh, the entire Google Summer of Code project has been amazing and it has given us so much. And we've built upon those learnings for our future. So it's been a really great experience. And we're just moving forward with the regular university
3: meetings. So I have a good thing to say. Immediately after GSOC, I was actually looking for different opportunities. And then Valerio suggested uh, me, Vitagia, like he was he was an employee during the GSoC period of Vitagia, so I actually applied for uh, a backend developer position in Vigia and I got selected i'd be I would be joining bittergia soon uh, and then my work would be around remote lab itself. I would be working for Grimoire Lab, maintaining the project and contributing to it so yeah, it's an exciting journey and I'm
0: pretty much interested in. That's amazing. Congratulations.
1: I guess this project was a pretty perfect portfolio builder for you, but that's amazing. Congratulations. We're incredibly happy to hear it and big shoes to fill, I know, but we all trust you.
3: Thanks, Vinya. Thanks, and So I would say the project was an important aspect for this uh, job because it gave me so much confidence after the whole GSoft project gave me so much confidence to start looking for opportunities and applying for them. And also during the interviews, it helped me a lot to showcase my work, which I would say that was the main crucial point, plus point uh, for the selection.
2: That sounds really nice because, you know, contributing to one thing and you like about Lab and then working in Lab again. So that that's really exciting. So amazing work, and this is what pays off after, you know, a really hard work. So congratulations.
3: Thank you, Rina.
0: Absolutely. So I think it's pretty safe to say then that you've got bigger and better things happening in your future, but I hope we'll still see you around the uh, chaos community, especially when it comes to the projects.
3: Yeah, sure. I'll be sticking with the community for some more time. We can still have some free time during the weekends or during the evenings. So I'll be sticking around Kiosk and attending the calls regularly.
2: Definitely. Kiosk is an amazing community and I'll be sticking around to upgrading the project, walking around here and there.
0: Wonderful. And we are coming to the end of the podcast, but I am kind of curious, is there anything specific that you still want to say that we just haven't been able to get to regarding your projects?
3: Yeah, so my project, the Quality models project, the whole system is actually pretty good to use right now. But there's still a lot of things pending, like adding more data sources. Right now it supports GitHub, GitLab, PiperMail, and Meetup. But there are some more data sources we are actually interested in, but then we couldn't fit it the GSOC schedule. So we actually postponed it or kept it as a future task but then I would be interested to see if someone wants to contribute to this project by adding support for some more data sources. And there's one more thing we are actually looking for help. So the quality models concept is actually very new and it's not been applied anywhere much. So we are actually looking for the use cases for different applications of different quality models and where this can be applied so that, you know. We had a pilot study where we'll be testing the whole system for different times. Like we tested it on Chaos Project, we tested it on GitLab Projects, but then there's still a lot of testing to be done before actually releasing it to everyone as a pretty good service. So we would be interested to see if more people join the community and
0: help us. Absolutely. And if any of our listeners would like to get involved, we would be happy to welcome you to either Danny's or Rhea's project. One more time, and I'm very sorry I keep saying this, but they are wonderful and worth looking into. All of those projects are going to be in the show notes down below for you to kind of get started and help us move those projects forward. And with that, we have one extra thing that we tend to do here at these podcasts for Chaos Cast, and that is picks. So a little bit about picks, Rianne, know, This is basically what's going on in your universe. It could be professional, it could be personal, it could be about your pet, or it could be something going on in your professional life. That's just that one big special thing that you think other people would love to hear about. So With that, we'll kind of move on into picks. with anyone who would like to go ahead and start.
1: Benny, I guess as organizer for this podcast episode, it's only fair that you get to kick us off.
0: Fair enough. I have been reading a book lately and it's been a bit difficult in my life because I just haven't had time to do things. And I've learned that I just have to make time to do it. But I've actually been reading this absolutely amazing new community book that's come out called Building Brand Communities by Carrie Melissa Jones and Charles Vogel. I cannot recommend this book anymore. Honestly, it's just a really, really great conversation about how businesses are interacting with communities and how a business can create a following that isn't about marketing or buying products or engaging in services. It's genuinely about improving people's lives.
1: That sounds fascinating. I'm going to have to borrow that one. But I guess I will go next because I am practically bursting at the seams. But I spent most of yesterday evening playing with puppies, one of which will eventually, not eventually, at <laughs> the end of October, actually be coming home with me. And it was absolutely wonderful. They are four-week-old little jelly beans basically so they're german shepherds there are seven of them in this litter and they congealed into one giant like puppy cuddle puddle where there was just a pool of german shepherd babies that were passed out and one of them will eventually be coming home with me which is something i am exceedingly excited about and something that I'm sure my roommates are less excited about, because it's a puppy, and it's going to be chewing on everything, but I don't care because I'm excited. and that <laughs> is <laughs> that is my pick, is that in about four weeks, I will have a baby German shepherd coming home with me, Ria and Venia and Elizabeth Georg. Everyone that participated in the s e m s project got to meet my little sister's dog. Lena and so they already know how enthused I get about puppies but one of my very own my first companion I guess my dog and it's something that I am exceedingly excited about and could do a podcast episode on that alone so I'm just gonna stop here but yes my my pick is puppies.
0: I'm so excited for pictures and what about you? So my pick for the call would be
3: Amphos so it's a student-run open-source community in our university. I used to spend my after-college timings at the lab doing club activities and working with the other club members. So I can say that it actually added a lot of value to my life because I got so much learning from them, how to communicate with people, how to work, how to manage your timings, how to maintain your life balance, all these things. So. I'm really glad to be a part of that club. It's called Lampos. Yeah. As I said, I would be joining Bitazia soon and I'm pretty much excited about it. So I do I'll just add it up. It
2: was a So I'd just like to share my pick. So before lockdown, I used to stay in a hostel. So, you know, whenever we, we, we wanted to lift up our moods or whenever you, we, we, uh, we used to feel low. So uh, we just went out to other friends' rooms and just, you know, drag all the drag, you know, the other person for meals and badminton. And it used to be so much fun. Like we did not have any boundaries. So, you know, the interaction, the level of interaction was really high because we used to talk like 24-7. We used to meet each other 24-7. But now with the online setting, we've noticed that, you know, our interaction has actually reduced to just like five minutes per day. So That's like really less. And uh, we all feel really bad about it. So this week, actually, we decided to have at least one video call each week. So that is uh, with the entire gang. So <laughs> irrespective of whatever assignments or deadlines we have. So I think this is really going to be a great mood booster. And, you know, it's going to encourage all of us in this uh, difficult time of lockdown. So I think this would be my pick that stay connected with your friends, stay connected with your family.
0: Absolutely. A wonderful, wonderful pick to end it off on. So definitely get that community interaction in whatever way you possibly can. and. Commit yourself to a little bit more free time, whether it be puppies or people, and definitely stay safe out there, everyone. And thank you, Vanu and Ria, for coming onto this podcast and telling us about your projects. Thank you for having us.
1: And more importantly, thank you for your work for the past few months that you were invited to talk about. It was a pleasure.
0: And to all of our Chaos listeners, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today and listening in on this. I definitely encourage you to view the show notes at podcast.chaos.community. And to stay up to date on future episodes, you can also subscribe either there or for free on either your favorite podcast apps. So just share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. And I'm gonna let you know there are opportunities abound here too. If you do have ideas for future episode topics or you'd like to come on as a guest, Don't hesitate to email us at podcast at chaos.community. We'd absolutely love to hear from you and what you're doing in the community metrics world. We also hope that you really enjoyed this episode. And until next time, this is your Chaos Community. Thank you so much for listening.